0: on today's episode we are going to take a look at disney this company has taken a huge hit due to the coronavirus and i want to see if that stock price change is viable or is it a nova reaction so let's get started before we begin guys don't forget to hit that subscribe button thumbs up and post on the comments do you think this disney stock price change is an overreaction, or do you think there's more blood to be seen? Let me know in the comments right now. If you guys don't know, I also just started a Discord group where I have like minded investors just there talking about future companies. So feel free to join. The information is on the details and on the pinned comments. So let's start off with stock performance. Right now, on April 13th, 2020, this company closed at $103. If we take a look at its all time high, which hit somewhere in December, or late November, this company is down 31%. It had lo- it has lost one-third of its total value. And that's the real reason I wanted to take a look at Disney. That one third for such a big company like Disney to have been to have been lost in just a matter of months. I wanted to see if this was an overreaction or if things are just continue to get to get bad, are going to continue to get bad for Disney. So in today's episode we are going to take a look at a few articles that pre-show the the update status of disney i'm gonna give my thoughts and then we're gonna take a look at valuation for the company so the two most recent articles right now you guys might have heard the first one is disney world with four low 43, 000 employees disney world right that is orlando it's news for orlando to lose 43,000 employees just like that is pretty insane but i mean it's understandable right now the parks are closed they have so many parks there in orlando and then they have those so many stores so many hotels so it's understandable why disney is such a huge job market for the orlando even the whole florida region the second article is actually brand new um this come this is talking about bob Iger. so if you guys don't know bob Iger, he was he was the former CEO of Disney. He ran Disney for about 15 years. I'm actually a big fan of Bob Iger. If you guys have not read his book, he he made a book in late December, early, late November, early December, I think it was released. It's definitely a great book, especially if you guys listen to Audible's. It's a great book to just just listen to on your way to work when things get back to normal or while you're in quarantine. It it definitely tells you his story and how he moved from almost nothing to the CEO of the company. Um, But Bob Iger did step down as CEO in early January, mid-January. And the reason he wanted to step out was he knew his time was ending. He had already done some of the biggest things. Disney Plus had just been released and there was nothing nothing else so big that he needed to stay so he thought it was better for the next ceo to come in so he can teach the ropes while the other guy has a pretty much a easier time opposed to bob Iger left earlier which he was supposed to but then with the whole disney plus he wanted to wait for that to finish right he didn't want to throw the new ceo to the wolves unfortunately um so he ended up stepping down he was still working at disney but he wanted to focus on the creation side of disney which again if you guys read the book you will understand how important the the creation and animation side of disney is to bob Iger. um so i thought it made sense when he stepped down and the time he stepped down unfortunately due to this unforeseen reasons he actually pretty much threw the new ceo through the wolves by accident without right without him even knowing retracted and is now back as being the CEO of the company. Um is what the most recent articles say. But first I think this is actually a pretty great move right right now Disney is pretty much at a standstill. So I think it would be it would be a horrible choice to let some new CEO kind of take over at a time like this when the old CEO was still available and him with his 15 years of experience would be able to at least control to some extent this fire that's going on so i think that's actually great news for disney um to have a leader that has been through through 15 years even though he might not have been through something like this there have been some few unforeseen events in disney and again it's pretty uh, he talks about it in 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 the book as well which gives me confidence that bob Iger will be able to control this fire as much as possible Compared to the new CEO who I pretty much don't know much about. Alright, so those are the two main articles to right now, uh, most updated. Next, we're going to take a look at The Motley Fool. Um, The Fool is a pretty cool way to get some information on the companies. So I read a few articles and here I've highlighted the most information, most important information. The first article comes from Billy Dub. He is, the article is, is Disney stock a buy? Um, and I pretty much enjoyed this article right here. So if you guys have time, feel free to check it out. But the first article, the first thing he does, which I think is pretty cool, he provided to us how the revenue breakdown for Disney was, were in the most recent quarter. So this is for quarter one, 2020, which was released in mid-December. So it's the most updated earnings. And he pretty much gave us the overall profits of how the company does. So there are four four main ways disney makes money the first one we're going to talk about media networks so media networks includes disney channel includes espn channel and any form of high media in the cable in the cable region the second one is parks and experience and products this is right this is um you have your disney world disneyland all the disney parks across the world and the cruises the next is studio entertainment in studio entertainment we're taking a look at all the movies coming out in movie theaters and all the big all, all the big movies like that marvel star wars disney princess movies next we have direct to consumer and international and here we have disney plus Um, Disney Plus is one of the only ones that does not make money it's actually burning money at the moment but that was expected and I'll give you guys the percentage in a bit and finally there are eliminations eliminations here you can see this is pretty much just things that don't end up working for Disney. So they end up cutting it, cutting it off. So media networks, like I told you, that makes up 40%. So that's a huge, a huge percentage that comes from the total revenue. So 40% of the revenue comes from media networks. 58.4% comes from parks, experience, and products. And this is the main reason I think we have seen this huge decline in stock prices, right? When over 58% of your total revenue comes from parks, and all the parks are closed at the moment, and there's no real time when the parks are open, it makes up a huge hit. Next, we have studio entertainment. Studio entertainment makes up 23.7% direct to consumer, which is pretty much um Disney Plus actually loses about 17% of the total profits all right so now let's think about it so media and networks media and networks you guys would think wow it makes a 40% so this company can make up some money unfortunately media and networks actually includes ESPN and what are sports doing right now there's actually pretty much all sports are closed down so that ESPN section is definitely taking a hit parks and experience like i said all parks are closed even the stores restaurants that disney owns that might not be parked are also closed studio entertainment which are the movies the movies all the movie theaters are closed yes we can see what um what some movie companies are doing that they're releasing the movies to like some streaming platforms and selling them trolls is the most recent movie that actually did that but I saw a lot of people complaining about the price. It was $20 to stream the movie for 48 hours, which I thought was a great price, right? Compared to you go to a movie theaters and you pay $10 per ticket to watch it once. Um, and if you go with the whole family, imagine taking your whole family. If you're a family of four, that's about 40 plus dollars that you're spending at the movie theater. Where here you're paying $20 and you're only spending um, and you're able to watch it on repeat for 48 hours. So I thought there was a lot of good price, but looking at the reviews on Amazon, a lot of people did not like the price, but I, I, sometimes I feel like they just want things for, um, they don't understand that concept, right? They, they, you can rent a movie out there for $5, but this is not a movie right now that you could rent. It's actually a movie that's supposed to be in theaters. So I understand that premium. And I, I personally thought the pricing was okay. There are some other points, important points that this article talks about is first, bob Iger mentioned that he wanted to do um, some form of temperature check for anybody entering the parks which i think will be pretty good it's a pretty cool cool idea right so if you have a fever you won't be able to enter the park and it'll help people feel safer to enter the park and probably increase the amount of people that want to go the only thing i think is bad about that is imagine me imagine me from from new jersey i'm from new jersey I feel like i might not risk flying to florida um, to go to the park if a small fever would have me canceled out right because then i'll lose on my money from the flight and i won't be able to do stuff um the stuff i wanted to do so I can see how it might help out, but it also might still stop people from actually going, right? If a, if a fever will prevent them from going into the park, imagine if they don't have a fever now, do they want to risk going on a plane, getting a fever during the plane, and then affecting the whole flight? The next thing they are doing is they are pushing some other movies. So at the moment, they haven't really done that release to, to the streaming platforms like I mentioned. Um, They're pretty much just pushing the movie th- movie dates out i know mulan and some other movies were actually supposed to come out this past month and the next month but they actually moved them all to later on to july and june but again this is a risky scenario here they talk about how china just recently opened up movie theaters um and they only shut them down again because people are actually worried about a second wave of infection So China's pretty much done with the first wave and for them to actually shut them down because of a fear of a second wave can actually see what might happen in the United States and other countries as well. Are we gonna have another shutdown after the first shutdown is open just because of a fear of a second wave. The next article here comes from, again, we're still in The Motley Fool. There has been analysts that have downgraded Disney. Wells Fargo downgraded Disney on Wednesday with green takeaway that it may take two years for the media giant industry leading theme parks to get back on track and again right if they do believe that it, it will take two years for this um for the theme parks to go back to normal um I, it's understandable for them to give them the downgrade but to me i'm investing for the long term so even two years does not seem like a long time for me um so their previous price target was 155 dollars which was close to the all-time highs Right now is um, they moved it to $107. Um, surprisingly, that's about the all-time highs that it just recently reached in the past week. I think so. But yeah, but again, for me, even if it takes two years to, I'm, I'm here for the long-term investment, and I'm very passionate about Disney. I understand. I, I think they are a company that understands how to be innovative, and that's such a strong concept that every company needs to have. So even for a two-year timeline i am pretty bullish on disney some good news right they are they do mention that shanghai disney did open up certain parts of the of this area they opened up some stores and some restaurants lately but the park still remains closed and this was the first park to actually be closed and it has been closed for about three months now right it started in china um in mid-january and we're already in mid-april so three months of that park being closed this company is definitely taking a beating and i can see why others expect there to be more downside to disney to be honest i I, i'm starting to think that they might be more downside to disney but i'm not a fortune teller, so i don't try to time the market the best i can do is dollar cost average so what i would probably do is every so often buy disney if it keeps going down continue to buy because i know i will never be able to tell the bottom and out of nowhere this everything can just go back to normal imagine when the vaccine hip hits um, people are not going to be worried anymore. They're just going to, once you have your vaccine, hey, there's no more coronavirus to worry. Let's go back to the parks and everything will go back to normal. All right, so next we're going to talk about Disney Plus. And this is pretty much one of the only bullish things that a lot of people are talking about. Um, and again, for main reasons, because now with people home, they can continue, to, They more people are subscribing to Disney Plus. Right now, Disney Plus has grown to 50 million subscribers. That is some ridiculous numbers. Um, I think Netflix, let's see real quick how many subscribers the the Netflix have. Netflix subscriber numbers counts. I think they have close to three. Oh, wow. They have 160 million subscribers. So Disney already has one third of the total subscriber up close to one third, right? A little bit over, a little bit less than one third but close to one third of the total subscribers of Netflix. And this, this has launched less than five months ago. I think that that is pretty impressive for Disney and this, this service, they do mention here has just debuted in eight European nations within the past two weeks. So we might still see more subscribers. They've just done in Germany and the UK and last week they introduced, they were introduced to India and India has over $1.3 billion 1.3 billion people um, so that is a pretty strong market for them. And later this year they are thinking of expanding through the worst Western Europe and into Japan and all of Latin America and I think again they are I'm pretty sure um, the, this company's subscriber count is gonna grow to to a hundred thousand um, in the upcoming in the next two years. By the next two years, this company will have over a hundred thousand subscribers. And to me, Disney Plus, if you guys have not listened to any of my other ones, I think Disney Plus is such a bossy move that Disney did. So Disney Plus is pretty much an industry, a business segment that is actually destroying another part of Disney, right? So stay with me real quick, right? One of Disney's main property is the Disney Channel, right? Disney Channel and cable. But so many pe- so many core cutting things are happening right now that it's actually going to start reducing the amount of people going to Disney Channel, the ESPN channel, because they don't really care about cable anymore. And Disney was like, screw it, let me help cancel that. And they created Disney Plus, which is another type of cord cutting. And to me, that's some strong innovation of, of Disney actually thinking ahead. And one of the biggest things, I, I forget what book I read, and it's something that, that I take to heart. The biggest, actually, I know where right I did. If you guys know Gary Vaynachuk, he says, if you're not thinking every day, of how you can actually, how your your competitors can destroy your business, then you're not thinking right. You need to be the one that needs to be able to destroy your business to continue to grow and grow. And I think that's pretty much what Disney is doing. The next article is pretty much again about Disney Plus. This is Disney Plus is already crushing Netflix in this key market and it's still from The Motley Fool. The only information I wanted to take from here is Disney was originally projected to have 60 million to 90 million members and be profitable by 2024 so they were expecting about 60 million and 60 to 90 millions from four years from now right now they're sitting at about 50 million subscribers already and that means and that's that they still haven't gone to latin america or western europe or japan so it's pretty insane that they have beaten their marks by ridiculous growth um so we might see them profitable in sooner time but i i don't think we might we will see a profitable um for any time right now but i think this is actually it's pretty important to know right that netflix is actually not profitable either uh, right now netflix is burning so much cash they do say they have positive earnings per share but they are burning some ridiculous amount of cash burn each quarter um and they're hoping to be cash flow positive sometime in the next two three years i think But it's not that this i just wanted to make a note that disney is not the only one being unprofitable um it is something in the set in this type of sector and they just need to keep growing their subscribers until their subscribers start out trending the cost all right so now that's done with the articles i wanted to take a look at seekingalpha.com to see what the growth is expected for this company um, for you can see that this has actually been pretty updated in the pretty uh, pretty recent. so we can see they already, asked, the analysts are already expecting a huge decline on year-to-year growth per quarter. So for September of 2020, this company has a forward PE ratio of 34.23, which I think it's pretty high. But for September 2021, this company has a 19.90, 91 forward PE ratio. I think it's still a little bit high um, to, uh, as well. I honestly would like it somewhere around the 15 range that's where I would consider this super cheap but even 19.91 is definitely not a bad price and like I mentioned right I am not here to play when is the bottom so things may actually turn around out of nowhere and things can go back to better so for me I have a long time horizon so I will continue to buy at these prices every so often after i diversify plenty for right it's not like i'm only gonna be entering disney but i will be entering disney a little bit here and there my thoughts about this is yes i understand where pretty much the whole bear segment of this of of why this company is 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 the way it is um i also understand that they there could be a lot more downside for the company but the only thing i can say is this is disney this is a company that's not gonna go anywhere, anywhere anytime soon. They have strong IP, they have Star Wars, Marvel, they have Simpsons, they have all these Disney princes. like come on, you are watching Lion King. When was the last, you've seen Lion King, how many, I've seen Lion Kings. I, I don't know how many times, even after it came out. Um, your kids are watching Frozen over and over and over again. They're singing the songs. So Disney is here to stay and that's why I'm a huge fan. And again, I think they are a big innovation company. They continue to be innovative. And to have Bob Iger step back in right now because of this whole, um, to be able to help put out some of the fires, I think was a great move. And um, I actually enjoy the company. So let me know what you guys think. Post on the comments. Are you thinking about entering Disney? Will you not touch Disney anytime soon? Um, Make sure to subscribe also. So take care, guys. Have a good night and see you next time.